It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Myla Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're going to talk about 90s Disney. And to help us do that, we have writer and reporter. She's written for Glamour, Today, Vanity Fair, People Film. And she has a really cool blog that I like to read. It's called Past Foot Forward. And she knows a little bit about the Disney Channel. That's the rumor. Allison McLean Merrill. Yay. Thank you so much. I love to have the opportunity to chat with you both about 90s Disney. Yeah, so, 90s Disney was the bomb. Yeah, so you kind of hinted at it before we started recording there. You were born in 94. So why are you into 90s era Disney? Because you think you'd be into like 2000s era Disney. I am. I guess. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm into, into all Disney. Disney. There is no better decade than any of them. They're the best. I think I've I've always had a nostalgia for things that I did not get to experience, if that's even possible. I just love history. I love retro things, looking into what was going on in television before I was born. And honestly, I feel lucky that I was part of what I consider like one of the last generations to actually watch reruns on cable TV and to get to experience sort of a monoculture of programming, looking forward to new episodes every week. So I enjoy kind of seeing what I actually grew up watching in real time when it was new, but then also like taking a few steps back to what led to all of that. So that's kind of why I'm interested in it, I think. Yeah. And you you write about Disney, like Disney Channel original movies and things like that. And they used to make good original movies. Like Disney Channel was the bomb. Like Milo and I were kind of like economically challenged Caucasian Americans back then. You had to pay for the Disney Channel because it was premium, right? But my grandma had it because she had a little bit of old people dough. And so I used to love the Disney Channel and they'd have like their own movies that just for the just for cable, like their own made for TV movies. And 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 I read some of your articles and you're totally into that action. I am. I actually have with me some old Disney Channel magazines. So this was the very first one Ooh, they launched that. in 1986. That's Tron, dude! <laughs> yeah. So what I, I've spoken with the founding president of the Disney Channel, and he joked that he wanted Snow White for opening week, and he got Tron instead because there were just a lot of rules back then about which animated movies from the catalog they could show. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But um, well, that I sounds like an interesting story, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting, like even being within the Disney company, what they were eventually allowed to premiere. Like they did put some of the animated movies on there, obviously, but uh, they did their first original movie, which back then they came to be called Disney Channel premiere films in fall 1983. So I got to write kind of the story of that film, which was called Tiger Town. And I wrote about that for the Daily Beast. So yeah, I'm very, very interested in DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies and their whole history for sure. It seems like they did a lot of, especially for the Disney Channel, a lot of sequels to popular movies. Mm -hmm. Like that's where we saw the, the, you know, the Aladdin sequels and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, there were some like direct to video sequels that they would also show on the channel. Some people I didn't have Toon Disney. My grandparents did, but that yeah, was old people rock. Right, right. So they actually had this whole other channel where there were a lot of animated sequels or even entire like sequel TV shows of The Little Mermaid or different animated movies that just kept on 
birthing new things in the franchises. But the the Disney Channel was like I think maybe Milo and I were a little o- older in the nineties. But the in the nineties and into the two thousands, the Disney Channel was like really hip. I mean, even like the, a lot of the big stars came from the Disney Channel. Like what Britney Spears, uh, Justin Timberlake. Did he come from the Disney? Yeah, Disney kind of like Mickey Mouse Club or something. Right. They, and they had a lot of teen like sitcom shows, and it was very hip, very teen, very hip back then. Yeah, the two of them were both on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. And then way later, so that was like late 80s, early 90s that that show was on and doing new episodes. And then, like you're saying, it only kind of eventually kept getting more and more hip as they built this Disney Channel original movie brand. And then you get into the 2000s and you have people like Hilary Duff and Raven, who are huge like stars in my world, for sure. Yeah, that all came out of the Disney Channel. Wow. And and a lot of the, the films are just kind of good, good movies, but they were just made for the Disney Channel. Disney Channel had their own movies. And you know all about that action. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever watch like Smart House or Xenon Girl of the 21st Century or some of those late 90s ones? Jamie? Well, I was in the <laughs> I was in the Navy, man. I was probably in boot camp. So like I said, we're maybe a like once we get into the late 90s we we might know about the movies but when you start right. talking about like the the t- cable shows eh, the cable movies we we that's why we brought you here <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay. well, so that's, that's perfect i have a, a funny little um research story i'll save for later into the 90s then sounds good did you like in the 90s did they still do because i remember i don't remember which channel it was like cbs or abc whichever one is owned by disney and they used to do the Sunday night Disney movie thing. Oh, and yeah. I loved that when I was a little kid. Like, I remember it started off Walt Disney himself would introduce a movie and then talk about it a little bit. And then they'd show it and it'd be like Davy Crockett or something like that. And yeah. then later on, I think Michael Eisner was this guy in the 80s would do it. And that was so cool for like a Sunday. Because like like you said, with the reruns and that kind of stuff, because we didn't have streaming. And so you'd have you'd want to sit down Sunday night in front of the TV, watch the introduction and watch your cool Disney film. And I don't think they they don't do that anymore, do they? No, they've tried to revive it a few times. Well, and actually, the wonderful world of Disney did have a pretty solid revival. I I want to say around like 1996. Mm -hmm. And we got some amazing movies out of that that a lot of people actually think are Disney Channel movies like um, Model Behavior life size with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, I think my date with the president's daughter is another one of those with Wilfred Dell. So those are some great ones. And those nineties Disney channel movies were kind of, they were kind of lighthearted and fun, weren't they? They were just, they weren't the big theatrical productions, but they were still good and they were fun and, and young people could really dig them and they were just kind of lighthearted and good natured. That's what I really like about those like cable Disney Channel movies of the 90s and even into the 2000s. It's just something you could sit down as a family and kind of watch and they're original and they're fun. You probably feel that too, right? That's kind of like maybe why you're into that. Absolutely. I mean, I wrote about Halloween Town for its 25th anniversary because that came out in 1998. And some of those really... Um, have had staying power and have meant a lot to those of us who who grew up watching them. So I think they are really, really sweet movies with with good messages. And I still enjoy watching them for sure. So let, let's get into first um, 
maybe we can get into the 90s like theatrical movies just really quick. So just to let you know, I don't know your opinion on this. So this might be controversial for you, especially someone who loves Disney so much. But I think I'm kind of disappointed with them nowadays because it seems like they're maybe creatively bankrupt because everything they're doing is remakes of the good stuff that we that we're talking about. Or they're just trying to milk those franchises like, yeah, you want some more Star Wars? You want some more of that Marvel? Don't you drink it? And so I'm I'm a, I'm kind of disappointed with Disney, but I remember '90s Disney was just a it was the second golden age of animation, and they had a lot of good live action movies too. Like you had things like The Lion King, you had the first feature length CGI film called Toy Story. Toy Story two also came out in the '90s. Move on, more of a Pixar movie though. Yeah, but it's I mean it was but it's know, a distributed yeah. by but Disney, Disney and distributed currently owned by Disney. By Disney but you know. but they were doing all kinds of their old school animation, like Beauty and the Beast won an Oscar for like best picture. Um, and they even had some fun live action stuff like Newsies, um, and like Cool Runnings was a lot of fun. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. And mm -hmm. do you guys remember because they, they had that jungle book remake in the 20, 2010, 2020, something like that. That started yeah. that started off the whole we're gonna remake stuff and that's all we're gonna do. But they did a live action remake of the Jungle Book in 1994. Do you guys remember that? Oh, I never saw it, but wasn't it um, Brandon Baker, the guy from Johnny Tsunami? Was it like Mowgli's story? Was that what it was called? Or am I thinking? No, it was just called the Jungle Book. And and so it, in 1994 they did a live action Jungle Book. So everybody thinks that the first one that they kicked off this whole remake live action thing was 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 the Jungle Book, but they did a live action remake, but they had already done a live action remake <laughs> in 1994. So that that to me that even that's even less credit. Like you're making a live action remake, but you've already made one. <laughs> What's up with that? Well, the yeah. other one apparently didn't do that well because none of us have seen it. So they had yeah. to try well, it again. But yeah, but yeah, the the animation though, you had Hercules, Pocahontas, Tarzan, Mulan. Um, yeah. I absolutely grew up with all those. My parents would even buy them before I was born because of the whole vault mentality. Oh, yes. You don't disappeared. <laughs> so I guess they figure like, well, we don't have kids yet, but we don't want to like have one and then not have this movie. So here you go. Yeah. They get the VHSs, right? And they were like yeah. 30 or 40 bucks just for the movie. And oh, they had yeah, the and credentials. They, and yeah, and the, but they, and they were in these really big cases. Mm -hmm. And 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 you spent like premium dollars to get them, and they intentionally kept the stock low so they're kind of hard to get because you thought, oh, I'm never gonna get like a Lion King or 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 whatever, like a Hercules or any of these animated Disney movies. Like they keep that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So since they now everything's streaming, like explain to our younger audience what that is, Allison. Uh, the the how they would bring stuff out of the vault for a limited time and then put it back in the vault. And you never knew when it was going to come you out of the did. vault again. It's like, it's like the McRib, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a video about this that I just became obsessed with a few years ago. I Well, I, a lot of your listeners probably have watched these channels. There's Defunct Land. There's another guy called Yesterworld. And he made a video about like the whole history of Walt Disney home video. It was amazing so i love like thinking about the history of their release strategy going back to theatrical re-releases which i think were every seven or so years 
And then when they started doing home video releases, they pretty much did the same thing because I guess that's like a new generation every seven years or so. So anyway, um, they would tell consumers that a title would go back into the Disney vault and then you weren't going to see it again for all those years. So you had to grab it while it was available. And so my family kind of had a combination of, I think like the, the there's some that have a little diamond on it and it says like the diamond collection and there's the Walt Disney masterpiece collection. So I just like the smell of them. It's just so <laughs> tangible. Uh, you don't have that anymore. Brilliant marketing on Disney's part to be like, okay, we brought the rescuers down under out of the vault and might oh. be another 20 years before we do it again. So guess you should get it now. So not to be rude, but do you two have any memories of going to like theatrical re-releases or was that before your time? It wouldn't have been before my time. Like, let's see, the 90s. Because did I see any of, like, I don't think I saw any Like, they, of... do you remember they came out with, like, they come out with the I older feel like ones. I might like have Snow saw Snow White and the Seven Dwarves or the old ones, like Pinocchio from the 30s, from, like, the 40s. Yeah. They would release them in theaters every once in a while. I remember that. I don't know if I ever went to them, but I remember that they did that. And it was a big deal. I probably yeah. did. I don't know. I feel like I saw Toy Story in the theater for some reason, but I don't. No, she's talking about like the re-releases. The re-releases. Oh, okay. Like seeing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the original 1939 first one in the theater was like a big deal. I don't remember. I remember it happening. I just didn't have a theater in my part of town because I was oh, poor. But... I might have. But I, <laughs> I was still, yeah, quite young. So, and we were poor. Yeah. So, you know, to get my mother to take <laughs> us to the theater. She's like, is it the dollar theater? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember going to see some movies in the summer, like at, at random times in the morning because they were way cheaper and stuff. We went to see, I, I'm not, as you could probably guess, I'm more of a Disney person generally than a Nickelodeon person. I remember like having to go see Jimmy Neutron one day in the summer. I was so mad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> You're like, damn it, mom, episode. I don't want to see this. I want to see some Disney. So that was quite the rivalry back then, too, the Disney versus Nickelodeon. 90s Disney, 90s Nickelodeon, they were both on their A game back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was certainly watch. I loved Nick Jr. So I would watch Blue's Clues and Franklin and all of those shows on there. I loved that, PBS. I mean, you're talking to somebody who was a preschooler in the 90s, so I've got lots of those memories. But to go back to the remakes issue... Funny enough, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters is a Disney remake. It's the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's a good that. remake. It's so good. And it's really hilarious because I remember like from a young age when it was long enough that it was rerunning on cable. I remember they cut out the ear piercing scene and I noticed it. So that's oh. like a core memory I have. You can't, that, that doesn't go past Allison. You don't know what you're talking to here. I oh. saw what you did there, right? <laughs> well, now they cut out smoking and all that kind of stuff of anything that they release. Yeah, I remember Pinocchio, man. He, he was smoking that herb, being a bad puppet. He was, yeah, that I think they actually cut that stuff out nowadays. Like they censor that. They do like um Carilla doesn't smoke anymore in the uh, oh. isn't that I, I I'm pretty sure that because I remember her smoking like crazy in the old yeah movie. yeah um, she was like I, my grandma dude she was a chain smoker bro yeah but I'm pretty they sure she, if you saw the new movie that has her in it I don't think she smokes in it yeah. I could be wrong on that but I don't think so so 
Allison, you said you did a, a research, something about research, because I, I believe you because no, 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 I don't know anybody who knows Disney Channel like you do. So what, what was that all about? I'm so interested to hear it. Well, uh, I'll just go ahead and tell your listeners, broadly speaking, when I talk about my research, I have a literary agent and I'm trying to sell a book project on Disney Channel history. So that's where a lot of my research started as I've been working on all of that stuff for several years and just interviewing different people involved in the channel's history. But like some of the specific pieces I've worked on, the first Disney Channel film, that was this fall. Halloween Town anniversary piece, that was this fall. I did one on the Cheetah Girls, which is more of a 2000s piece. But um, the little like tidbit I was thinking of when I mentioned it earlier was this term Disney Channel original movie and where it actually came from is something that I love to explore because they actually started using it a little bit before they say they did. So Disney Channel calls Under Wraps their first Disney Channel original movie. It's a 1997 film about a mummy. But there was one before that that was also clearly advertised as a Disney Channel original movie, even though they completely ignore this film, which was Northern Lights starring Diane Keaton. Oh. Why do you think they don't say that that's the first Disney Channel original movie you think that's purposeful or is that just an oversight no I think it's very purposeful because it's not really like a kid's movie she's a chain smoker and she's going to like take care of her orphaned nephew at this creepy like hotel place and his mom is schizophrenic or something you have got to watch this movie I can probably find it for you but it's like wiped from their history basically whenever they like they, they had their 40th anniversary this year and like no mention of this film it's so uh, crazy what's it diane called again keaton. northern lights with diane keaton yeah so the first item on the imdb trivia on this is this was the first disney channel original movie however the network has since repudiated its status and as of 2016 the film is no longer considered canon so how is that not oh. canon? Like, I don't know about a, that part. We yeah, completely does, disregard does, does, this as Disney even a Disney Channel, film. <laughs> Disney Channel original movies have a canon. Like, did, what is yeah, this, what Star is Trek? Can- <laughs> no, what totally. is this, Star Wars? Like, is, Lindsay Lohan? What does that this, mean? Has, wait, it's not canon? What does that mean? This isn't the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is it? <laughs> oh, no. Diane Keaton's totally not part of this Disney no, Channel Disney original canon. movie universe. So sorry, Diane. <laughs> So, what does what, Diane Keaton think about it? Have you talked, Allison? You should talk to her. Like, I would love to because you're to a her. you're the journal. If 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 Milo uh, and I try to go, she'll be like these creeps with the podcast can <laughs> can go away. They're stalkers or something. But you you're like a like a journalist. So if you actually like contacted her, she might tell you what she thinks about that. Because I think that's a disjustice. Even if it's not a movie that they like or whatever, it still right. is what it is. You can't rewrite history. No, you can't. And the more I look into it, like I, I, I like to watch old commercials from 90s Disney Channel just because it's interesting to see. I mean, as you know, watching cable, what happens on those commercial breaks if you're not like getting up to, to go pee or get food or something, that's part of the experience of watching TV. So I like to sort of imagine what was it like to be watching this channel decades ago. 
And I did start to see like there was even an- another movie before Northern Lights where they just like slipped in that the phrase Disney Channel original movie like real quick. So that's one of my projects right now is kind of getting down to like, you know, I just I I, I, I have this hyper fixation on <laughs> this term that I grew up with Disney Channel original movie. It's like it's just it's it's what we know. It's the yeah. the, the big thing with the channel. So. So are you writing a book or a piece with with this with this with, with your research? Or you have you said you have an agent. Are you are you gonna publish this in a book? If I can get a publisher, absolutely. Okay. Well, when you do, let us know. We'll be we'll put you on our book list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would we'll, love we'll give that. it a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll read it too because now you got me interested because I thought maybe Disney channel original movies the subject was okay but now with this whole scandal with northern lights and diane keaton i'm like oh this is some juicy stuff now all right um back to the subject your number one disney movie from the 90s if you had to pick one from 1990 to 99 1990 to 99 maybe i'll do animated and live action okay that's fair I think animated, I would probably choose Beauty and the Beast. It was it's actually special to me because I took dance like all the way from preschool through finishing high school. And that was my first dance recital. And then they my sister is significantly younger than I am. And when she graduated, she was like Belle in the recital. They brought it back. So it was like my very first dance recital in her last. So Beauty and the Beast. And then for live action, as much as I love, I don't know, this is so hard because you've got the theatrical movies and then this is when these Disney Channel movies start, which so many of them are so good. But I'd probably have to pick The Parent Trap just because Mm -hmm. it's so iconic. I like both the Haley Mills version and the Lindsay Lohan version, but very much like grew up acting out the 1998 one, like with my babysitter when I was little. So there's just so many memories there. So those are probably my two. And it's actually a good rebake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie? Uh, animated. I'm going with Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just a lot of fun, dude. I love I like the music. I like the, how fun it is. It's just a really fun one. And it's got the whole references to the Greek mythology. A lot of fun. And then live action. I really liked Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Do you remember that with the dog with the with the, with the pets and all that? That was that was cute. Was that the one? Dude. Is that the one that Michael J. Fox did the voice for one of the pets? Is that that one? Um oh I think God. so. Yeah. I, I think and then was it Sean Connery? Is that who it was? I don't um, know. I Michael J. Fox, yeah. Sally Field, Don Adler, and Ed Bernard. Yeah, and that's just fun with the with the animals. They're trying to get home. It's a sweet movie. It's one of those good-hearted, fun movies that I just dug when I was a kid, and I dig it now. So that's my picks. How about you, Milo? Good picks. So animated, I think I'm going to go t- Toy Story, I think. But you just complained. I know. Like, I just bitch. said that it's not really a, a Disney film. But you, but you could, but technically it is. So you can say that. Uh, Ducktales, because didn't yeah, Ducktales? Duck <laughs> didn't Ducktales start? I think the first it started as a movie. And there was a Ducktales the movie. Yeah, there was yeah. a right Ducktales yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go Ducktales the movie, um, and then live action. Does the Muppets count as a live action? 
If I go Muppet Treasure come Island, out, did it come out in the nineties? Yeah, it came out in ninety six. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was it a Disney movie at the time? Oh, that's or true. Or did I don't they know. get? Or did they get the rights to it? After so they I basically just picked stuff? two movies that weren't actually Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, you're basically <laughs> picking stuff they acquired. It's lame, dude. Good job, Disney. <laughs> Fun fact about Homeward Bound: and The Incredible Journey that was directed by Duane Dunham, who directed Halloween Town, but also was David Lynch's editor on Twin Peaks and directed a couple episodes of Twin Peaks. And then he came back and worked on The Return. He did edited a couple of Star Wars movies. So very cool guy. I've gotten oh, to talk wow. to him. I don't think editors get enough credit for the contribution they make to a good movie. Like a good editor can really make a difference between a good movie and a bad movie. And they don't Especially if you it. shot it all weird, shot it bad. They got to make up for the fact that it was shot all weird. Thank you, editors. <laughs> Could I say Aladdin, Jamie? That's a Disney. Yeah, film. yeah, that's good. Aladdin's right. good. And Aladdin the Rocketeer. Awesome. How about there? Yeah, the Rocketeer. That's right, Aladdin, dude. That was so good. Oh, oh, now you're now I I love the Rocketeer. And you had Jennifer Connelly in that, just looking all beautiful. Gorgeous. I wanted Every... to be the Rocketeer, dude, because he he you got a rocket pack, you're flying around fighting Nazis, and you get to go save Jennifer Connelly. Heck yes. Heck to the yes. This one is 80s, I think, but I I watched it like maybe a year or so ago. Did you guys grow up watching Flight of the Navigator? Oh yeah, yes. I, I I love that. And he's he's got the cool he's got the cool the spaceship, spaceship with the Pee Wee Herman thing. robot. Yeah, he got the Pee Wee Herman robot, dude. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be that kid. You got your own spaceship with your own little alien pets and a Pee Wee Herman robot. That's awesome. Like Sarah Jessica Parker is randomly yeah. in that. Yeah, that's another one of those Disney TV movies that was always good to watch. I don't know. Well, was it, in, it was in theaters for a while. I was to say, just... was it in theaters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's a very cool connection in that there's a song in that movie right with the convertible trapped in my mind song that they just like vamp. Oh their- yeah, the the really eighties kind of punk yeah. style. And the, and the guy who wrote that for the movie did the scores for several Disney Channel original movies. So it's just all connected somehow. The DCU baby. <laughs> the, as we now know, there is canon and not canon. Apparently. Hashtag justice for Northern Lights. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, let's wrap it up here. I think that's probably a good point. Allison, if people want to track you down, do you have like a website or social media you want to mention? Yeah, I'm probably most active generally on Instagram, which is at past foot forward. So you can find me there. And I'm still on Twitter somehow, which is (gasps) at... A McLean Merrill. I miss y'all's wonderful gifs on there, but I get it. It's a horrible place. So I understand. Yeah, that was Jamie's decision. He he built it up and then he took it away. Yeah. Yep. I built it up and then wrecked it in a in a push of a button. <laughs> yeah. My Twitter empire. I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Well, we're we're still on Instagram though. We got the 80s and 90s com on Instagram. Perfect. All right. Well, listener. You can find Allison. You just mentioned she just mentioned her Instagram. We'll throw it on the link below. Keep we'll keep an out for we're fingers crossed that you find a publisher for the book. And thanks for joining us and talking Disney. It was a lot of fun. And with that, we'll say we're out of here to go subscribe to Disney Plus and watch us some Disney movies. That's the only reason I ever got it to watch the old stuff. I'll be I won't lie. I don't like the new stuff. What do you th- what do you feel about the new stuff, Allison?
Well, I do not watch as many of the live action remakes just because I've got my head and so many like other things. It's kind of like I'm either watching nostalgic stuff or I try to watch like quote unquote prestige TV and like catch up on what's actually current and stuff. So I'm never like the first to go see the live action remake, but I, so I don't know. I'm not the best person to weigh in on like the newest of stuff, but I will see like, there's this movie, I don't know if it's Pixar or what it's called wish. And that, that looks really sweet. I'll probably watch that. Some of the Pixar ones like soul that came out a couple of years ago. I really liked that. I think Pixar to me is the only thing that keeps them good (laughs) everything else just so so meh but here i hope they understand that though maybe they'll start doing cool stuff like they did back in the 90s and early 2000s 